0: what is up what is up and welcome back to another episode of blood and beer the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer i'm your host matt and today we're actually not drinking beer i just don't feel like doing it i didn't have time to get to the store today um i gotta work early in the morning you know it's mother's day so happy mother's day to probably all zero moms watching but yeah didn't have time had a lot going on today so we're just gonna jump right into the blood sport and uh Man, we had a weird weekend of fights, some really good ones, some really dog shit ones. Um, we're gonna go over all of it. We got we had Canelo Alvarez, he took on um what's his name? I think it's Vladimir Beevil, or it's not Vladimir. I don't know, he took on Beevil and uh yeah, that was surprising. PFL three and Bellator two eighty both happened Friday night. Um check Congo versus Ryan Bader, we had Anthony Pettis on the card. We had Ray Cooper, the defending champion for PFL. We had Kayla Harrison, so there were some exciting fights there. And then we have UFC 274. Some great fights. Uh, The whole event seemed like a clusterfuck, just anything that could go wrong, did go wrong. And there's some really fucking bad fights too. So we're going to break all of those down and let you know what you missed this weekend, if you missed it. Tell you what you need to find out, what you need to watch. So let's get started with Bellator 280. we had, yeah, Yoel Romero. He was on this card. He took on Alex Easy Pelizzi, Um, And he really just fucking mopped the floor with him for three rounds. I mean, two rounds and four minutes and 59 seconds. Because at the very end of the fight, Yoel gets the knockout, TKO. Um, it was weird because the strike that the ref stopped the fight on, I thought it landed after the bell. The ref definitely waved his hands off after the bell. There was no way uh, Yoel lost the fight. But, I mean, you you heard the bell ring as you're going like this. Why even do that? That seems like just putting a unnecessary blemish on the guy's record. He almost made it the distance with an absolute savage, but he didn't. Yoel looked great. He says he wants that 185-pound title in Bellator. Um, he had trouble making that weight in UFC when he was younger. He's like 45 now, but he says he wants to fight until he's fucking 50. So, more power to you, Yoel. And then uh, main event, we had Ryan Bader. He wrestled. I'm not even gonna say fought. He wrestled Chet Congo for five five minute five five minute rounds. He retains his belt um, in the rematch. It was kind of an anticlimactic fight. What do you do? I mean, Chet Congo is a beast kickboxer, and Ryan Bader is a beast wrestler. So he did what he needed to. Just was not an exciting affair. But it was definitely not the most boring fight of the weekend. Believe it or not, we have i got a list to go through with you on that UFC card. There were some great fights on it and some dog shit ones. I couldn't fucking believe it. But before we get into that, we're going to go PFL 3. We saw Anthony Showtime Pettis. He pulls out the first round triangle choke. A little redemption from last year because he lost both his fights last year against Roush Mantheo and Clay Collard. This year he gets the first round triangle. Six points in the PFL lightweight division. And he uh, took down Miles Price. So Showtime's back, baby, and then um, Rory McDonald, McDonald, former Bellator champ, former uh, UFC title challenger, he goes out there, he gets a first round, um, sorry, first round rear naked choke. He got six points in the welterweight division. That's 170. So he was looking great too. Um, people that didn't look as good as last year, we had Ray Cooper on the card, and he came in, he missed weight by six pounds, gets in the ring looking, I mean. I'm not a professional athlete, so I'm not one to judge normally, but he looked fat as fuck for 170. I mean, this dude looked huge and pudgy and out of shape. He was—he looked tired by the end of the first round, like fucking exhausted. Um, so he looked like shit, gets beat up for three rounds, started a little con- comeback at the end of the third, but for the most part got his ass beat for three rounds. He loses. he di- He wasn't eligible to get points even if he did win because he missed the weight. But not a good start to the season for Ray Cooper. He's going to have to hope for a first-round knockout um, in his next outing or to get another two more fights before the end of the season or he's not making that playoff. All right. And then we have uh, Kayla Harrison. Yeah, she fought also. She took on a seven-time Sambo world champion. I forget the lady's name. But, I mean, she looked all right. She couldn't really... Get a ton of offense off. The girl usually fights at 135. I read, so she. I thought she would have no problem with her, but three points for Harrison. She's not in first place in the division right now, but she's probably going to make the playoffs still. She's promising a third PFL title in a row. We'll have to wait and see, but she did. She just didn't look as dominant as last year. But also, you got to preserve yourself in these kinds of seasons, I guess, because they are long. She's fighting like six times in you know four months or. Four times in six months. I forget what it is. She's fighting a lot. They all are. It's a grueling, grueling little process they got in PFL, but it's so much fucking fun. All right. And then on to the card that I want to talk about most UFC 274. Was it fucking cursed? Was it too good to be true, the lineup? What the fuck was it? We had a defective scale. They said, uh, you know, Charles Oliveira, he missed weight, got the belt stripped. But they said um, they there was people saying the scale was off one pound point 8. eight pounds point four Dana White says he doesn't know what was going on with it they still stripped him but the scale sounds like it was fucked up that's one just one thing that goes wrong um, day of the fights Cowboy he's supposed to take on you know Donald Cerrone he's taking on Joe Lauzon Cowboy gets food poisoning has to pull out right before the fight so he's out um, Shogun in Saint Peru. Ovince uh, St. Peru, they put on fucking Snooze Fest, and they weren't the only ones. It was just, the card had such high, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential, such high potential. And some of the fights lived up, don't get me wrong. There were some fucking wars on this fight, fight card. It was just, it was an odd one. Odd one, the way things went down. So, we'll get started, um... One of the coolest things that I saw on the card, Andre Fialho gets another first-round knockout against Cameron Vanderkamp. He goes out there. um, He kind of gets rocked really, really early in the fight. Then he just goes out there, lands a left hook, I think it was. Yeah, left hook, and uh, just sits him down and hits one strike on the ground. Ref stops it because he knew that he had him rocked. I mean, dude's legs turned into SpaghettiOs. So Andre Fialho, I think that's his second win in like a month or two months, both by first-round knockout. Last one was against Miguel Baeza, I believe. So he's looking great. He's trying to fight as much as he can. He wants to fight at the – not the next – paper. or actually, yeah, he's trying to fight on the next pay-per-view, which is in like a month. So dude wants to stay active. You love to see it. And then after that we had Brian Royval. He took on Matt Schnell. Um, Brian Royval. Brandon Royval, Um, yeah, took on Matt Schnell, goes out there. Schnell's kind of rocking him. He's piecing him up a little bit, shooting for a takedown after he rocks Royval quite a bit. He's looking great. Royval, as uh, soon as Schnell shoots that takedown, he jumps jumps the guillotine. I mean, legs right where they needed to be right away, arms, everything locked in, and Schnell hits him with a double tap because he was panicking so much, he's going like... Make sure whatever side of me the ref's on, he sees this shit. Because I am in trouble. So, Roval's calling for a title shot. I don't think so yet. I think he's coming off a couple losses, or at least one loss. And um, before that fight anyways. And there's just a lot of people above the ranks than him. Uh, you know, Kai Car France. You got um, Askar Askarov, even though he's coming off a loss. Alex Perez. They're all higher ranked than him. And I just, I couldn't imagine Roval f- faring well. Actually, does he fight featherweight? No, he's 135. Yeah, I I don't see him doing too well against the top five. Who knows, though? We'll have to wait and see what UFC wants next for him. But it's definitely not a title shot yet. And then in a pretty fun fight that the fans booed the shit out of in uh, in the arena, we had Randy Brown. He took on Chaos Williams, and I thought this fight was kind of a war. Round one, chaos is rocking him. He's dropped him a few times. Round two, Randy Brown comes out. He's got his range figured out. He's popping him with the jab. Every now and then, he's bringing a strong, long right hand. Cause man is six foot three. That's tall as shit for 170. But yeah, so he's cracking chaos in the second round. Round three, they're both kind of tired, but they're both swinging. I think that uh, chaos drops Randy Brown. Randy Brown lands some cleaner strikes. Both guys were hurt pretty bad in the fight from. Just good strikes landed by their opponent, but they, uh, the judges went with Randy Brown for the split decision. No, I mean, it was a razor thin fight. You can't say one person wanted or the other cause it was that close. So split decision for Randy Brown. That's the right call. Even if it was a unanimous decision for both guys, 29, 28, I think it was, it was a fun fight and that's how the main card opened up. And then we kind of had a snoozer in the next one. Um, OSP, Vince St. Pru. he's taking on Mauricio Shogun-Rua, Rua, um, a rematch from a fight that happened years ago. And these guys are both, you know, over the hill. They're past their prime, but they're still fighting. This fight sucked. It it just sucked. Like, neither guy was doing a lot of damage. Vince was throwing kicks. Um, Shogun was kind of walking him down, I guess. It was just kind of a dog shit fight. Like, not in a good way. Not a dog fight. like. This was a dog shit fight, so split decision goes to OSP, but both guys need to get ready to hang it up, because they haven't been looking great, but after that, we go into another fucking banger. We had Michael Chandler. He took on Tony Ferguson, and whoa, man, this fight. Uh, Tony Ferguson comes out. He's rocking Chandler. He's dropped him. He's hurting him a bunch um that's the first half of round one and then chandler he gets to take down about halfway through and ferguson's throwing elbows from the bottom he's throwing strikes from the bottom he's fucking chandler up a little bit and chandler's landing his ground and pound so they're going back and forth but um round ends chandler's on top of them they go back to the corner super fun first round round two starts um 17 seconds in chandler throws this kick that's like a punt like you, what you see in the NFL and college football, like that motion of the kick, right to the face of Tony Ferguson. Look up this this still shot if you see it. His face is completely rearranged for a second when he gets hit. Jaw's like up here. It's nasty looking. Sleeps him completely out cold for a couple minutes. Chandler does four black backflips. It was probably one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. It's up there with the Uriah Hall spinning back kick knockout uh, with the. Um, Joaquin Buckley spinning a mule kick on Impa Kasaganai. I mean, it's up there. It's one of the nastiest and most brutal knockouts I've seen. But then he gets on the mic. After he does his backflips, he's looking for his son. He says that he wants Charles Oliveira, or the winner of Oliveira and Gaethje. He doesn't care who it is. He said, me and Oliveira got unfinished business. That was a close fight. I almost finished him. He did finish me. Gechi, we put on the fight of the year last year. Let's do it again. Let's run it back. I'm going to beat you. And if for any reason, Dana White, Hunter Campbell, you think it's a bad idea, put me in against Connor and bump me up to 170. I want him at his best. Um, he says he's the most entertaining fighter in the sport right now. And, I mean, I got to agree with him, man. Dude goes out there and just, he's a bonus winner. He put on great fight or great showing against Dan Hooker. Great fight against Charles Oliveira. Beautiful war against Justin Gaethje. Goes out there. He has a war with Tony Ferguson. Gets a highlight reel knockout. I mean, Michael Chandler looking great. And he's just so much fun to watch. So much fun. Um, and then the main event was like this. Just up and down and up and down. Because possibly the worst fight I've ever seen in my life. Rose Nami Yunus versus Carla Esparza. Um, yeah, there's the Damian Maya, Tyron Woodley fight that sucked. Um, Derek Lewis, Francis and sucked. This was worse than both of them. I think there was like 30 punches thrown or 30 punches landed by both women by the end of the fifth round. And there was not much ground control time or any. Um, so this fight fucking sucked. Um, at the end of it, Carla Esparza, she's the new champ by split decision, I couldn't score a single one of those fucking rounds because there were no n- there was no activity, nothing was going on. And then after the fight Rose goes up to the media and she says, "I thought I won that. Y'all ain't going to give me any credit for defense." I'm a Rose fan, but no motherfucker, you don't get credit for defense. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You get credit for offense. Defense is just expected. You're doing defense to protect yourself and keep the other person from scoring. You don't get points because you didn't get taken down. That's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. So you didn't win the fight, and that was just a shitty showing. In her corner, she had Trevor Whitman telling her one thing and Pat Berry telling her, this is exactly what we need to do. This is exactly what we need to do. It was not. She loses. Um, Nobody wants to see that rematch. And then other fights that absolutely fucking sucked on this card that we haven't gone over. Um, like I said, there were some great ones on it. We're going over a lot of them. But other fights that sucked, we said the LSP, Mauricio Shogunhua, uh, Macy Chiazon versus Norma Durant, or Dumont. That fight fucking sucked. Um, super boring, hard to even watch. And then Blagov Blagoy Iganov he took on Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. That fight fucking sucked. Blagov is the most boring fighter consistently. Not the worst to watch, I guess, because he's got some technical skills and he's active. Just boring. He puts you up against the cage the whole fucking fight. Whatever. Those are the shit fights. On for the main event. We had Charles Oliveira not defending his title because he got it vacated due to him missing weight. He's taking on Justin Gaethje. Um... Gaethje says that you know Oliveira, he's no Khabib. He's gonna have to go through hell, and he did. Goes out there, he hurts at the very beginning of the fight, just like how Fiallo got hurt. Charles Oliveira hurts Gaethje. Gaethje's a little rocked, um, and they're swinging. They're both connecting, and Gaethje rocks Oliveira, drops him. When Oliveira goes down, nobody wants to go after him when he's on the on his back because his jiu-jitsu is that dangerous. You just don't want to even engage. So it takes a huge I mean, it's so hard to finish a guy that you can't follow up after you drop him. And it seems like when he gets hit, he kind of intentionally falls down because he's like, this will either give me a second to recover or you're going to fall into my guard and I'm going to choke you out. So he does that. He gets knocked down twice. Then he comes back. A fucking beautiful combo. Drops Gaethje. um, Jumps the back. Doesn't have the uh, guillotine. He's up too high. Or the rear naked. He's up too high. So he switches to a triangle. Uh, And then he kind of has the arm in there. Gaethje slithers his way out. And during the scramble, Oliveira is not even worried about what Gaethje's next move is. He just turns, gets the back, rear naked choke, puts Gaethje to sleep. He's He's the fucking champ. Who cares about half a pound on a faulty scale? Oliveira looking fucking great. First round finish of Justin Gaethje, walking through adversity again. The dude takes so much damage in every fight and just keeps going forward and always gets the finish. I fucking love it. He's just he looks he looks like he's going to get beat every single time out, but he never does. It's like this dude's just got the biggest fucking fighter spirit that I've ever seen. So yeah, UFC 274, it was a weird one. I enjoyed the fights that were awesome. But God, there were some shitty moments in that card. Shitty moments. All right, and then moving on. Like I said, uh, Canelo, he was taking on, I think it's Dimitri Bivol. Um, Canelo gets fucking mopped. He gets the floor just mopped up. I don't know what the saying is. I fucked it up. Canelo gets fucked up by Dimitri Bivol. Um, 10 of the 12 rounds, I thought Bivol won. Um, Canelo just... He was, like, going for power shots, but he's going up in weight. So this guy's used to power shots that are harder than what Canelo can throw. And he just went out there. He's utilizing his jab. He's utilizing his reach. When Canelo, like, he's got a bad attitude or something in his fights. He's putting his hands down. He's looking around. Like, he's just getting popped by B-ball. not taking any fucking time off. So, I mean, that looked great for him because nobody thought this guy had a chance. Everyone, including me, I thought Canelo was unbeatable. This is his only loss other than to Floyd Mayweather. You Can't really fault him too much because he's up so much weight from where he started. He moved up again. He was fighting 168. Now he's fighting 175. I mean, you can only go up so much. But, yeah. Ambitious by Canelo. Vival showing that, you know, this is his division. He's the fucking dog there. And that's all we have for you this, for this past weekend. I know I've been going on for a minute. There's just a... A lot of shit that I really wanted to talk about. And then um, next weekend, we'll go over it later this week on our next episode, but we got Jan Bohovic taking on, I think his name's Anthony Rockich or something, I don't know what his first name is. He's taking on Rockich on UFC Fight Night. That card's stacked. It's got Michael, uh, Michael Johnson on it. It's got Frank Camacho. It's got, I can't remember from the top of my head. I don't have a list here, but card is fucking stacked can't wait for that one and then also bellator 281 mvp michael venom page versus logan storley um and that's for the interim title because the type, the champ in that division is currently fighting for the ukraine and the russian war so that's all we got for you today thank you for tuning in to blood and beer i'm matt and i i do appreciate you yeah i don't know how to end this shit thank you